Hello, this is Gary Hutchins, minister with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ here in Omaha, Nebraska, and we welcome you to Search the Scriptures. We appreciate you tuning in to Search the Scriptures. We hope that you are doing so every day at this time. And we hope that you are being motivated, at least greatly, because you are realizing that you're actually learning the Bible on this radio program. We strive to do exactly as the name Search the Scriptures suggests. We get into God's Word, we dig beneath the surface, look at it in depth and in detail, and yet we strive to explain it in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your personal life. We want you to do more, though, than just listen to a radio program. We'd love to send you a free Bible study through the regular mail. We send it all over this area and across the country, literally. And when we say free, we mean exactly that. We'll even pay the postage both ways. Why don't you have a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper ready? We'll give you all of the information how you can receive that free Bible study at the end of the program today. We'd also love to have you come and worship with us and study and grow spiritually with us in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. If you want to find a church that teaches the Bible, we want to encourage you to come and worship and study with us. Now, you're not going to find a band. You're not going to find a theatrical production. You're going to find a church that simply strives to be that church that we all read about in the Bible. Nothing more, nothing less. So have that pencil or pen and piece of paper ready. We'll give you the times of our services and the address of our church building at the end of the program today. We hope to see you soon. It's good to be here today with Dwayne Kennedy. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be on the program with you and with Dennis Stackhouse and our listening audience. Yes, brothers. Good to be with both of you. Dennis, good to see you again. Thank you, Gary. Wonderful, as always, to be with you, to be with Dwayne. That's a time I really look forward to as we come together and share some time in God's Word. These are rather exciting times, aren't they? I mean, just uh, being able to come together and, and do these programs together and know that people are listening and uh, we continue to have uh, people come and visit with us and other people contact us and ask for Bible studies. Um, some have expressed questions, you know, about uh, different things that we've been, been teaching in this program. And uh, that's very encouraging. It is, Gary. And if you've been thinking about coming, well, stop thinking about it and do it, please. Uh, we would like to see you. We are always encouraged when you come and you introduce yourself and you remain and or continue to come to be a part of our fellowship here. You know, uh, we had a couple visit with us just recently for the first time, and they had uh, been wanting to come and, and uh, uh, kind of check things out, I think, listen to the program, can, okay, let's go see what it's like. And I believe uh, one in that, that couple said something along the line, uh, it's just like on the radio program, or just like what you say, you know. <laughs> and it is exactly that, isn't it? Yes, we it is. really do study God's Word when we get together. Very, very uh, important to us. We're going to look at a new lesson or a series of lessons at this particular time there are a lot of people thinking about their spiritual lives right now. Yes. And certainly we can find these kinds of times being motivated by, you know, by different reasons, but they're right now, there's a lot of people thinking about their, their spiritual lives. 
And appropriately so. Appropriately so. Appropriately so. Uh, Sometimes I think that when times are harder, they tend to motivate us to think more seriously about our spiritual lives. Yes. About our relationship with God and with Christ. It's unfortunate that when, when things seem to be going well with us, that our tendency seems to be so often to kind of forget about God and Christ. At those times, our trust and our dependence seems to not go beyond the end of our nose, if I can say it like that. I think that's said very appropriately. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we, we need to recognize that we need God and we need Christ. Now, right. nearly as basic as is belief in God is belief in Christ as our Lord and Savior. Let's look at John chapter 4, verses 41 and 42. Dwayne, do you have that for us? Yes. And many more believed because of his word. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. The setting here was Jesus had been teaching a woman who came to a well near which he was, waiting for the apostles who had gone into the city to buy some food. And so she comes to the well, and and the account we normally label or identify as the woman at the well. Mm -hmm. And so they get into a conversation together. She apparently, well, she's a Samaritan, and so she has some belief in God, but it's rather scrambled belief, I think we would say. After Jesus has talked to her for a while and identified him as the one who could give her, you know, who who could quench her thirst, uh, you know, without fail, you know, give her water that she would never have to, you know, drink again, you know, those kinds of thoughts. And of course, he's he's speaking from a spiritual perspective. She's thinking from a physical perspective. But but he identifies her. He identifies himself as that source. And ultimately, um, he tells her that God is the Father and that we must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, again, she's got this kind of scrambled, mixed-up view of God and faith in God because of her heritage as a Samaritan. They had some faith in God, but they mixed it up with other things. And there are other people like that today, aren't there? Hmm. Now, so he tries to to get across to her who, you know, she needs to be thinking about, and the true God. And, you know, the woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, verse 25 of John chapter 4, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And in verse 26, Jesus tells her, I who speak to you am he. That's right. Now, she then goes into the city, and she begins telling people about this fellow she's been talking to. And she's telling them, apparently, that he's the Messiah, or at least he tells me he's the Messiah. And so now, a, a line of them, a group of them, a crowd of them, 
leave the city and come out to that well where Jesus is. They want to see who this is that this woman is talking about. Now, the apostles have come back by this time. And so they're there when this group of men from the city comes. And so Jesus begins talking to them as well. Right. And that leads us down to what we just read a moment ago, Dwayne. And so the men say, well, now we believe not because of what you said, speaking to the woman, but because we have heard him ourselves. And we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Do you think that anybody ought to come to that conclusion who would get into God's Word and study the gospel account of Jesus Christ? They should, and they, they can, if they study the Word of God. It is pertinent that we do so. Yes. Ultimately, we have to ask ourselves, okay, if I don't believe in the Savior, then what do I believe in? Right. What is my hope? What is my purpose? What is my direction? What am I doing with my life? Where am I going in my life? See, those are important questions. I remember listening to a young lady one time who had decided that she no longer believed in God. And she said then, I know that I have to come up with some basis for my life, for meaning in life, or something along that line, if I don't believe in God anymore. Now, it's interesting that she never told me what that new basis was going to be. <laughs> you see, you have to, what is it? And so Jesus is the Christ. He is the Messiah. He is the Savior. He is the Lord, the Son of God. And he came to this earth to fill that role, all of those roles, for us in a very personal way. Dennis, how about reading John chapter 14 and verse 1? Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. So Jesus basically there in that particular verse puts faith in him on a level with faith in God, doesn't he? That's right. He absolutely does. And ultimately, if we would have faith in God, true faith, complete faith, then we must also have faith in Christ as God's Son, our our Lord and our Savior. That's right. That's right, Gary. Now, I know that that there are some people, in fact, there are many people in this world who would disagree with that. They would say, oh, I believe in God, but I don't believe in Christ as the Savior. Mm. You cannot believe in God fully without believing in Christ as the Savior, the second person of the Godhead. Now, John chapter 1 and verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And verse 14 of that first chapter of John tells us that That's talking about Christ. That's right. The two go together. You cannot separate them and be truly faithful to God. That's right. Dwayne, how about reading John chapter 8 and verse 24? Therefore I said to you that you will die in your sins, for if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Now, Jesus is not mincing words there, is he? No. It's pretty cut and dry according to what he says there. If you don't believe in me, you're going to die in your sins. And what's the wages of sin? Death. That's death. Romans 6 and verse 23. The wages of sin is death. All right? So if you don't believe in me, he says, you're going to die in your sins. You're going to die 
in condemnation, spiritual condemnation. He does not leave any wiggle room on this. We must believe in Christ. We must come to understand that he is our Savior and our Lord. Dennis, how about John chapter 12 and verse 48? Again, Jesus speaking. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. Somebody can say, well, I don't believe in all that. Jesus says, okay, that's your choice, but you're going to be judged by these very teachings that I have brought. Now, would it be fair to say that rejection of Christ, rejection of Christ will lead to rejection by Christ? I think that is a fair thing to say, Gary. Yes. Uh, we can we can actually turn that around. And the indication is in Matthew chapter 10, verses 31 and 32, that if we confess Christ before men, he in turn will confess us before his Father in heaven. And the distinct message there is, in fact, he goes on and says, if you deny me before men, I will also deny you before my Father in heaven. Right. But I think the, the basic message there is, if you don't confess me, well, then basically you're denying me. That's mm-hmm. right. See, now, there, there are some who would want to say, well, no, no, I don't deny him. Mm-hmm. But, but wait a minute, I'm not ready to make this commitment yet. Mm-hmm. Well, no, you've made the commitment. You've decided not to commit to it. Exactly. And that, that is, in effect, denying him. Yeah, there's no, there's no third road we can walk. We're either walking with our Lord or we're walking with the devil, away from our Lord. There's no in-between road where a lot of people want to be, kind of a spiritual no-man's land or, or, or a road of spiritual non-commitment. No such thing exists. You're either with Christ, Jesus said, or you're against me. Oh, that's right, Gary, and it was reminding me of a passage also in Matthew chapter 12, verse 30, where Jesus said that very thing. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. Yes, so very distinct, a line of demarcation. Mm-hmm. We're either with Jesus or we're against him. Right. And as he pointed out in John chapter 14 and verse 1, We must believe in him if we believe in God. And if we do not believe in him, John 8 and verse 24, as we just read, then we're lost in our sins. We're condemned without hope of forgiveness. Very heavy teaching here, but very important for us to understand and act upon. Well, there can be no compromise as to faith in Christ as our Lord and Savior and God's Son. John chapter 17 and verse 5. Dennis, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Dwayne, how about reading that for us? And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. The glory that he had with God the Father before the world was. Interesting statement by Jesus. Yes. Now, he, this is the night of his betrayal in John chapter 17. 
He's in that upper room with the apostles, and most of this chapter is a prayer. And he's, he's talking about glory, glory, sharing glory with God. And then he, he reminds God or speaks of the glory that he had with God in heaven. Eternal. Christ is eternal by nature. No right. beginning, no end. Now, let's go back to John chapter 1, and let's read Dennis verses 1 through 5, if you would. Okay. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Now what about verse 14? Verse 14 reads, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So the one described as the Word in verses 1 through 5 is none other than the Christ. That's right. In verse 14. Right. So if we wanted to paraphrase this, Dwayne, we could say, Jesus was there with God in the beginning. He certainly was. And Jesus was God in the beginning. That's right. Now, we're not talking about God the Father. We're talking about God the Son. But, but God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all making up God, the one God. Yeah. And Jesus was right there with God the Father in the beginning and God the Holy Spirit, just as eternal, just as much deity, there are some who believe that God created Jesus somewhere right. along the line. Yeah. We're not talking about this uh, mama bear, papa bear, baby bear yeah. <laughs> order of mentality. You know, we're talking about God here. God. God in his three personalities. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And Jesus was there as God the Son with him in the beginning at the creation and took part in the creation. He was not a part of the creation in that he was created by God. He took part in the creation as the creator. That's right. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, interesting language there. If we read that, Dwayne, how about reading that for us? Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Now, let us make man in our image. Exactly. Whose image? Who is God talking to there? I think we again see an indication there of God's three personalities, Gary, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Well, from what we've just read in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, telling us that Jesus was there in the creation, taking part in the creation as the creator, we know he was there. Right. If we turn back to Genesis chapter 1 earlier, we see that the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters 
The Holy Spirit was there then. That's right. And so we do see all three persons of the Godhead there, don't we? And that is the us. That's the us. And the that hour. is the hour. Yeah. Let us make man in our image. He's not talking to the angels there, I don't believe. No. No. He's talking to the Son and the Holy Spirit. God the, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, God the Father, all there. And so he created man in his image, in their image. Let's go to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. And uh, Dennis, how about reading verse 16? For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. It doesn't get much more direct than that, does it? No, it doesn't. I think, see, a lot of people have this concept of God as the creator, and then Christ completely separate, and he's the Savior. Yes. Well, he is the Savior, but he's also the creator. That's right. Yes. Perhaps a lot of people have trouble getting beyond this mentality that Jesus was born by a woman and was a baby. And um, that's the way he became flesh. But that doesn't say that he's not God or that he stopped being God. No, in fact, he, he was before he ever became flesh, as you said. That's very aptly put. He came in fleshly form through that means. But he was there with God long before. He, he was God. He's eternal. God the Son is as eternal as God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. That's right. Now, let's look at Hebrews chapter 1 and verses 1 and 2. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. Now, three times we've read here, three different texts of Scripture, that Jesus was there, not just hanging around at the creation, and not being created, but he was there as the creator. Everything was made by him. Everything was made for him, through him. He was there, actively participating in the creation. Now, Dennis, how about reading Philippians chapter 2? And uh, let's read verses uh, 5 through 11 here as we bring this particular part of our study to a close. Okay. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of man. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and has given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord." To the glory of God the Father. There, 
it tells us unmistakably that Christ was with God in heaven. Right. Mm-hmm. And notice that it says, and that's a rather difficult text to translate, you know, and, and, and just real comfortably, but did not count equality with God a thing to be held onto, as one translation puts it, mm-hmm. but emptied himself and took the form of a bondservant in order to become man. Mm-hmm. So he left heaven where he was with God and as God and became flesh so he could come and fulfill his role as mankind's Savior. That's right. That's Jesus Christ. That's Jesus Christ. And we'll stop right here and pick this up tomorrow. If you'd like to study these matters more fully, right from the Bible, in the privacy of your own home, then contact us and request that free Bible study that we talked about earlier. You can receive it simply by writing to us at Sunny Slope Church of Christ, 3606 North 108th Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68164. Sunny Slope Church of Christ, 3606 North 108th Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68164. You can phone us at 402-498-8397. 402-498-8397. You can email us at sunnyslope, all one word, S-U-N-N-Y-S-L-O-P-E, at Church of Christ, again, all one word, sunnyslope at churchofchrist.com. You can visit us on the web at www.churchofchrist.com www.churchofchrist.com. Click on the email link and you can make your request that way. And again, this study is absolutely free. We'll even pay the postage both ways. You can also receive a copy of today's lesson on CD also for free. And again, we'll pay the postage. Now, we'd love to have you do more, though, than just listen to this program and even to receive that Bible study. We'd love to have you come and worship and study and grow spiritually with us in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. We'd love to meet you and get let you get to meet us and observe a church that is simply trying to be the church of the Bible, nothing more, nothing less, a church where you can really come and learn God's Word. Bible classes begin every Sunday morning at 9.30, classes for virtually all ages, and all ages really do study the Bible followed by worship at 10.30 each Sunday morning. Sunday evening worship begins at 6 o'clock each Sunday evening. And right in the middle of the week, a good time to stop and get your spiritual batteries recharged in the midst of all the busyness of what we do every week, midweek Bible classes every Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock. You're always welcome to any and all of our regular services. We hope to see you soon. Until then, read your Bible. And may God guide you and bless you as you study his word.